In today's episode, we're speaking to Dr. Isteha Jamil, PhD. She is a computer scientist turned media expert. She has been featured on Forbes, Fox TV, TED-Ed, TEDx, NBC, CBS, ABC, Business Innovator, Thrive Global, and hundreds of other media and publications. She is a multiple number one international best-selling author of the book, Yes, I Can, and it's done. Isdehar is a high-profile speaker who has spoken on prestigious stages all over the world. Today, we're speaking to Isdehar to find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset and how she, as a brown Muslim woman, has come so far and has achieved so much in a field completely away from computer science. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert, and I have an absolute treat for you guys today we have the amazing the wonderful the beautiful Isdihar Jamil welcome Isdihar hello 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 everybody how are you hope you're awesome I may peace be upon you thank you so much girl, for having me today I'm really really excited thank you I'm so excited to be speaking to you too Isdihar I've, I've been following your journey and you've done phenomenally well and I think everyone's heard what a phenomenal uh, lady you are and all the all the you know achievements you received even recently so we're super super proud of you but in your own words tell people what it is that you do so I absolutely love 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 helping women to be the number one go-to expert in their field whether it's being a best-selling author whether it's them getting in the media tv magazine chat forbes because, I mean, let's face it, darling, if you're not number one, you're going to be losing out, isn't it? Because people, you know, it's just mental. I know it's unfair, but people always go for the best. So yeah. that's what I'm helping to go all the way. And that's where you make the best money and have the best clients. So that's what I do. Fabulous, fabulous. So, Isdihan, tell us, how did you come into this? So you help people with the PR, getting more awareness and making, you know, making themselves known to be the expert, the go-to expert. But how did your journey start? And I'm familiar with the fact that, you know, you are a mother as well. You're a mother of three kids and one being really (laughs) tiny, cute little five-year-old. How did you come into this industry? How did it all start with you? Start from the beginning. Absolutely. I think it all started with um, my grandma who recently passed away. Like my grandma is a housewife. um, But then I remember at her home, she would always have stuff on her table, whether it's food, whether it's jewelry, whether it's clothes, whether it's hijab, there'll always be something. And I call her mom and I'm like, mom, why do you have all these things? It's for me to sell. Why? Because I love money. I'm like, okay, then. And then like, so she, so she was an entrepreneur at heart, wasn't she? That's right. Like, and she's a housewife, you know, in the olden days, yeah. um, uh, women's education isn't as important as now. Mm-hmm. But she loves things. Like she loves, she told me she loves nice things, whether nice furniture, um, nice jewelry. She loves it. 
And she didn't ask for my grandpa. My grandpa gave her a salary. Whether mm. she wants anything else, she has to figure it out. Mm. So she figured it out. She cooks. She uh, sews clothes. She's a fashionista. She does everything. There's always been something on her table. So I think that kind of like triggered the seed mm. in my mind. And then as life goes on, um, when I was in in England, actually, when I was doing my PhD, I was five months pregnant with my son. Oh, my wow. husband and, and I was PhD. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Just say so casually. Yeah, I was doing my PhD and I was five months pregnant with my child. I'm thinking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> crazy things always happen when I get pregnant, okay? Always like it's a, like a monumental landmark thing. And then my husband was like, you know what? Um, we wanted to eat healthy, um, you know, organic, natural food stuff. Um, but I wanted to go the I feel like I really want to know the source of my food. So my husband and I, we started like a, a really simple organic delivery business from the farm, literally from the farm directly to the customer's store. And it was like, uh, I think 10 years ago or something. So we were really the pioneer wow, in okay. our little area. Um, we, we were in Bristol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were like a really pioneer in that area, like knowing you know how the chicken are treated like it mm. makes a difference them flying around being yes, happy, yes roaming around the lamb and everything and then my husband and I started that and then we wrap it up when we moved to America um that's always like the starting point isn't it cool mm. like learning about marketing learning about sales yeah. hey do you know buy some chicken do you want the chicken breast or the whole <laughs> chicken oh I've got like this lamb shank you know <laughs> like I did all that without any advertisement. Like I didn't pay for any advertisement, for any marketing. I learned how to do it myself. Mm. Because number one rule in any business is that you got to be making money and really strong in sales. Mm. Otherwise your business psh, go down. Yeah. So I learned that from the beginning. And then coming to America, uh, my husband came to America. He was like, do you want to go to America? I'm like, okay, babe, let's go. So he had, <laughs> He's got like a <laughs> okay, right? when you've got you when you're in a relationship, it's all in or nothing else. Mm. So I'm supporting my husband to have um his dream job, which I'm really thankful he has. Um and then coming to America, I don't know what happened, Gold. It was like, you know, the transition um between Obama and Trump. Mm. And then that period was like horrendous for me because I was faced with a lot of social harassment I don't know yeah. what happened I've never experienced it before yeah the Trump period would always be known I mean I've never been I didn't go to America on purpose because I'm a brown skin <laughs> Muslim woman I'm not gonna go to America yeah. um it there was a lot of racism a lot of Islamophobia and Islamophobia became widespread not just in America because it was given the green flag by him and others right. like him so we experienced that to some extent here too mm. Islamophobia and saying derogative comments about Muslim women, um, especially about the hijab, which is That's it's right. freedom of choice. You can wear a bikini, you can wear a hijab. It's your choice, right? Why should right. you know, why wearing a bikini be more acceptable wearing a hijab? But apparently it is. And so that became very prevalent here as well. Not as much as America, but here too, and across Europe. So I can understand, you know, being a practicing Muslim, you know, you do wear the hijab. This would be an issue. And the fact that, before when you I suppose when you came from Bristol because I know what UK is like 
wearing hijab it was nothing it was just you know part of who yeah, you are yeah it's just yeah, nobody yeah, even pays attention to exactly it. nobody yeah. care about me because no. you know we're all, it's so multicultural it is still multicultural where i live here in california but like you said the trigger was released right and that period yeah. so like when I went to the grocery store people would harass me and you know ask me like so are you gonna blow yourself up I'm like what the heck are you talking about yeah. like I'm like I'm a mom and I've got kids if you're not a mom would you blow yourself up I'm like like you know I just had to <laughs> remove my <laughs> remove myself from the insanity I go up people call me suicide bomber you know wow. I would have my house vandalized I literally had shit shit thrown at my doorstep for my wow. three-year-old daughter to find out and they had the audacity of knocking the door for us wow. to open and find it which is like absolutely crazy and those were the times where you know just so dark I was so sad I haven't got family I was crying I was depressed probably have PTSD I don't know like you know those trauma mm. like I couldn't go out and then suddenly my husband was like hey I bought you this course where you can be an online coach and consultant. I'm like, okay, babe, thanks. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> but I'm like, he kept asking, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Have you done it? I'm like, all right. Like, I'll just do it for the sake of, you know, taking him off my back. Mm. Um, and that's how I started, Go Like, I shifted from a physical business mm-hmm. to an online space and mm. more so using social media to run my business because I felt that you know what if the physical world is doing this to me at least in virtual I have the freedom to say what I want to say and be who I need it to be yeah and I'm really thankful my husband saw something in me like you know he saw he just saw something in me he bought me the course he supported me and then I've never looked back and then here I am helping women to be confident in whoever they are to have the message out there so that's kind of like and it's kind of a long thing starting for my grandma but that's, that's how you started up. my journey I mean recently when I, I think I'm, I'm reconnected I don't, I don't know how we got connected to be honest <laughs> or how or why but I, I I saw a couple of t- uh, times your post and I, I and I I'm one of those people if I see someone especially women doesn't matter if they're brown woman white or colored or purple or green it is irrespective of the background I encourage and celebrate other people's success especially if it's a woman and um, because I think women as women we don't celebrate our successes enough we don't share as much as we should do so I remember I didn't know you but I think you had achieved something I thought oh my god I want to say congratulations to her and I think that's how we got talking and we actually recognized that we're connected <laughs> and we should be friends actually um but I I think it was on Forbes or I think on you were on the on the Forbes magazine or something tell us about that yeah thank you so Forbes is one of like who doesn't want to be on Forbes first of all right mm. and then um, one of um, my coach who I absolutely love she's like Izzy you should you should go for Forbes I'm like no Forbes doesn't want me women like me Forbes want women like you you know like you know the yeah. typical Forbes yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had that mindset and she was like women what are you talking about you're hot property I'm like heck yeah I'm hot <laughs> and she helped me to figure things out because with Forbes it's like the high high level yes Not everybody course. can be in Forbes so she helped me to figure it out and everything and I got connected with a senior Forbes writer 
And I've known her for some time, that senior pops writer. I've built a relationship with her. And then she was like, Izzy, for so long I wanted to speak to you, you know? But the thing with pop, for all of you listening, pop's only one authority. They're not looking for newbies because mm. pop's audiences are already business or established business owners. Mm. So they want authority, they want experts. That's why I felt that women, they want to go all the way. They really get a position to be a number one person. Becoming the queen in your kingdom. That's what I say. Becoming I agree. I agree. And you should, you should be the queen in your kingdom. You should be. I mean, actually, I'm a bit of a feminist like that. I, I don't really think we need a king to rule our kingdom. Yeah, we, yeah, we're the kingdom. We're the queens. We, we can rule our kingdom. Yeah. And like, coming from UK, where we literally have a queen who runs as a, as a, as a rule of thought. More than like for, uh, what, 80 years? Or, I mean, like, oh, you know, 90. Like She's 90. <laughs> She's in her 90s. Gosh. She's been ruling for since 1940s up until now, 60 years or something. Um, it, you know, jokes apart, I think definitely I agree. That's how you should see yourself. And I do. And so I think I think this is one thing that I think females fail to own their expertise and they fail to actually recognize that I'm actually, you know, I'm the bomb, I'm the badass when it comes to this, you know, this particular topic and this particular niche. And I think when it comes to me and money, this is where I own it. I'm like, I'm one of those bimbos person you probably find out. I'm terrible with with, um, <laughs> with technology. I always fumble. I'm severely dyslexic. So if I type something, I'm bound to make a mistake in terms of spelling or grammar or something mm-hmm. else. But when it comes to money, so I have a million thoughts, but when it comes to money, I don't know anybody else there. And I mean this with part, you know, with pen in my heart. Honestly, with all humility, don't know anybody else out there who is as good with changing people's mindset and dealing with people's mindset when it comes to money. Everything else, I'm learning. I'm a work in progress. I'm learning myself. But when it comes to money, I'm the bomb. And it's very rare for people to, like, people, even now, people take back, oh, okay. And they don't, they think, I mean, some of them think being arrogant. Some, think that some people just think I'm being funny. I'm being yeah. neither. I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. You're owning be, it. Yeah. I'm just, exactly. I'm just owning it. But very few women is to how to do that. They, 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 they're so good at their, whatever they help their clients with, but they fail to own that. They, they somehow feel they need to be humble in some way. I'm totally humble. I am. You know, I always say that I'm a catalyst. And, you know, whatever I do, whatever I'm able to help is because of divine synergy, is because of grace of God. I do give the credit where it's due, but I do own the fact that I'm the bomb. I'm the best. Yet I am working progress with everything else. And if there's something that I have to do, if my team members are not involved, I'm bound to make a mistake because yeah. I'm always, almost fumbling on something. <laughs> but I love that when you do that, you, you know, you own the fact that you help people, women own the fact that they are experts. And many of them are. They are so brilliant at what they do, yet they don't recognize it themselves. Yeah, and then, look, we live in a world where materialistic thing is like, it counts. Mm. Because if, you, if you're self-proclaimed expert versus you've been featured on Forbes, who would your client rather choose? Of course. The one on Forbes. So that's the, the, the thing that's going to um, rapidly accelerate your credibility. Even that when we go to the doctors, right, we always want to go to the best doctor. You're not mm. going to go for like the bottom end doctor, like just dodgy people and risk your health. The same with business. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I want women to see. Like, look, you're amazing at what you do. At the same time, you need to have um, globally trusted, iconic brand endorsing you. Mm. That's how, you know, the next level, whether it's tech, Imagine tech endorsing you. Imagine Forbes. Imagine 
um, various kind of media, like, you know, being a best-selling author, for example, like, who would your client rather choose? A self-proclaimed expert or the one featured on Forbes or best-selling author? So that's kind of like what I wanted to hack into women's mind and how important it is to own your queendom. Like, if you're not banging your own drum, you're going to lose because mm. you're similar with everybody. Mm. Like, you're, everybody is in the same pot. Yeah. But if you're banging your own drum, you're above, you accelerate. Look, Lady Gaga is a good example, isn't it, girl? <laughs> Lady yeah, she Gaga, is. like, she just owns the queendom, however mm. she is. And she is one of the best-selling artists of all time. Of all times, yeah. Yeah, of course she is. But it's not just the singing, it's the total package. It's the confidence. It's everything else that goes with it. I mean, you know, it's funny how you said that because that reminded me of of one of my daughter's music teachers. Mm -hmm. Now, this lady, who I'm thinking of the moment, I'm not going to say her name, she was Myra's piano teacher from the age of five. And mm-hmm. she helped Myra, but I don't think she, she. I think I don't think she was that great a teacher now because now Myra has another teacher, and I realize how how good you know how uh-huh. it wasn't Different. that great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see the difference. So Myra's current teacher is brilliant as a teacher, but my that this lady that I'm thinking of, she was very young. She was brilliant as a musician, and mm-hmm. she played the the violin and she sang and she played and she was gifted, like naturally gifted mm-hmm. artist. Not that great as a teacher, I would say. Now, looking back in hindsight, but brilliant, absolutely brilliant as a musician. Mm. Yet she is still undiscovered. She's still wallowing in self-pity. She's still nowhere. And she's very bitter about it because she knows how talented she is. And she's, my God, she's talented. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think there's this idea of owning that, that you are so brilliant. She has, exactly. I don't think she, when I was speaking to speak to her, she, the confidence wasn't there. She didn't, she didn't know how brilliant she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was brilliant. Like she worked extra hard. She, I mean, she was naturally talented. Yet, you know, going to the le- levels of what other people should be. Then, so then there was, I think this is where women get trapped in. They know they're good, but they haven't owned it. And they haven't, therefore they haven't achieved to, you know, be in that level where they should have achieved. Yet they know they should be there. It, it's almost like a, you know. Yeah, that's, 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 they feel that as if there is a gap. They feel that yeah. when they're here, here and here, then they've achieved it but it's really it's not you gotta mm. to, to to be that that woman the five ten year woman you gotta bring her now Absolutely. because even even yeah. if you set like the intention or goal now you're as the beta the beta can't see more than where the beta is right mm. so you gotta be like the woman the 10 year woman uh like you know when you're 10 years apart and bring her now yeah you want to get those to, yeah you have to embody that future version of yourself and see that now that's how law of attraction works anyway you don't you don't get to that point you attract that to yourself by embodying those feelings and those sentiments and that be those behaviors now it's being not doing that's the that's the key of law of attraction the being not doing unfortunately most people, and this is entrepreneurs, both men and women, mm-hmm. get trapped in the idea of doing. And mm-hmm. they do, 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 and they fail, 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 not realizing they have to be, not do. Yes, that makes sense. Exactly. Like the beingness, mm-hmm. like the essence of who you are. Like, you know, when you're in a room, when someone is really angry, they don't even have to say a word, but you can feel the energy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You literally can like, push, oh my God, like, get me away from that lady. But when someone in the same, uh, in a, another room, for example, who's really light, who's really joyful, who's really loving, who feels happiness, 
you feel that person you want to hang out with that person you like oh my god can I be in your tribe can I be in your space so that's the thing that bring that woman to you right now if you read the book big and grow rich mm-hmm. it's exactly that the law of attraction is exactly yeah. that that's what that's what the thing like you know when you set your goals it's coming to end of the year people setting goals you cannot set the goal from who you are now yeah. it has to be from the bigger you the future you mm. that you bring to your here like for example you want to set a goal making 10k a month okay then how about 100k a month mm. like people are like, no it's not possible what if i feel yeah because you're gonna feel because you bring the future you here mm. but as you work on it over and over and over again 100k it will be the new norm yeah that's agreed. How I agreed agreed so that's kind of like how i started how i work things out how it's important for women to have confidence in themselves, first of all, and then have this uh, brand's iconic brand endorsing you. And mm. there's a way to do it. There's hacks behind it. Mm. I've mastered them so that you don't have to wait 20 years to get there. I mean, who's like, I don't even know if I'm alive in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. For the sake of your, your youngest five-month-old baby, Inshallah, I hope you will yeah, be. God willing that I'll still be alive. But, you know, like, I've got like a way of simplifying it. I've mm. made it easy. I've fast-tracked it based on the thing that I've learned over the years. Uh, my failures, my challenges, and all that thing. Because I get it. Like, your clients are ready now. Mm. If, you t- if you yourself like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm not ready your clients are going to look for someone else who's ready. Of course, of course. I, I completely agree with you. And I also think, forget that, that they'll look for someone else. It's the fact that if you are not providing the service to them, you're doing a disservice to your potential clients. I, I mean, especially when it comes to, for me, from my point of view, when, I work, when I'm working with someone or when I'm looking to recruit clients or people for my, I never say clients, I say, I always say friends. And when I'm recruiting people and friends into my mastermind, my thoughts are, well, I know what difference my mastermind is going to create for them. I know what kind of mindset they'll have. I know what will happen in 12 months down the line in their life, in their happiness, in their joy, in the money. So me not allow, you know, me not working with them is actually doing them a disservice. And I know, that, you know, whatever money they invest into the mastermind, they're going to get 10x back in the 12 months, um, at least in terms of happiness, joy, and, and the mindset. And in the next five years, it probably be hundredfold. So I know how much benefit they're going to get. So I, me not providing my service to them is doing a disservice. If I wait for another five years, then that person who needs to work with me has to wait five years too. And that's the biggest drawback. I think people don't understand. People are thinking, oh, I'm going to charge you money. You don't charge money. You are exchanging value. You are charging a certain amount of money for to help them with it. And as long as you give them 10 times in value back, you're both happy. Let me ask you this question. I think this has come to our mind. How did you overcome this? Um, one of the biggest things that's happening, I think happened with Islamophobia is our own self-esteem. And this is globally as Muslims. Yes. I mean, it has been put down when people, I openly own the fact that I'm a Muslim. I don't mm-hmm. wear the hijab, but I'm practicing. I read my, I do my yes. prayers. I, I do my, I, I fast. I, you I do the mass, yes. Yeah. So I, I fast, I, you know, I pray, I read the mass. I do everything, right? But it's my personal thing. I don't really go and, uh, you know, I talk, talk my home Absolutely. or whatever, but mm-hmm. I am open about it. I don't hide it. Very, mm-hmm. very open about being Muslim. And the reason for it is because I want people to know most Muslims are like me, normal. Yeah. We 
don't go blowing people up. We don't. We have a. <laughs> yeah. We have a different. We don't carry the thing with us, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't know where to start. So this is important. That and Muslims look like this without hijab. Muslims look like you who do the hijab. We're both Muslims. It doesn't matter whether you yeah. are or don't. So, but I do know Islamophobia has been a big thing. My daughter has 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 experienced it at school. She goes to a private school. She's in a very very good school. So I know there were the pastoral kids, awesome, amazing. But especially with especially with you know with the Palestine thing that happened and in mm-hmm. Israel and there was a big thing and my daughter was talking yeah, about it. Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that? You know this this media wash that's been going over about what Muslim women are, the fact that we're subordinate. The fact that we are controlled by our families, the fact that you know we are uh, mistreated, and you especially be like, oh, so who tells you who forces you to wear the hijab? The fact that you can choose to wear the hijab yourself is a foreign concept to most people, and mm-hmm. why would women choose to wear that? Her choice, right? But they don't understand mm-hmm. that. How did you deal with that concept, especially working in the online space? And the reason why I asked this is because recently I was doing, I did the, one of my workshops. I do we do them intermittently. Uh-huh. And one of the guys asked me, "I'm so glad I came to this workshop. I realized there's women like you around too. You know, Muslim women like you around too." And I found that really funny. He was being complimentary, <laughs> and he's from I think he's of course. I think he's, yeah, I think he's from Russia somewhere or whatever. But right. it was a compliment. But I thought it was funny that he needed me to write it. It wasn't funny. It's actually it was what's required. But that's what's required because in the online space a lot of people judge you because you are a Muslim woman because you're wearing a hijab. So surely you can't be intelligent. Surely you can't have independence. Surely you can't have a mind of your own. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome that kind of, you know, um, Islamophobia, I, I would say, or um, what else can you say? And, you know, uh, you know th- that kind of mindset, how did you overcome it? Yeah, the judgments and everything, isn't mm. it? Like, you know, like in everything I do, first and foremost, I would have got to protect me. I'm like, God, protect me and guide me. Like, whatever it is that I need to do the best thing, guide me to it. And then that's the thing that I love about social media. Some people say social media is this, this and this, but people forget you're in control of social media. Of course. So I get to be in control of sharing my thoughts, my vision, my goals, my success in social media, precisely how I want people to see. Mm. Like, look, I'm a Muslim woman wearing the hijab, right, in America. Mm. I don't bang as a Muslim woman, blah, 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 blah. People, people just know, okay? Yeah. People just know. It's my essence. Mm. I mean, I'm not like, what do you call it? The, the imam or the, you know, what do you call it? The preachers. I'm mm. not that. I mean, I'm not trained in Islamic teachings or, you know, I'm not the, um, the imam, uh, the ustazah. Yeah. But I just get to hone in on the person that my parents raised me to be. Mm. The kind, the respectful, the generous, the understanding. And who I am is to help women to achieve their goals to be the expert in their field and I just share that who I am I block everyone else and I just bring the focus back to me Mm. because I know when I'm solid I'm grounded I'm happy I'm content the world revolves reflects on that right in a world uh, the inner world reflects the outer world absolutely I mean also like for things to change I must change first so I change my mindset look it isn't easy right goal Mm. To shift your mindset being mm. oh Muslim women are this this and that to like heck yeah I'm the queen in my kingdom mm. I'm the prize I'm the hot property I have something to say I have something that can help women and I'm gonna go for it and I love that like, 
go for it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And that does require mindset change. And this is why I brought it up. I think black people can understand this. I think black people have suffered racism for Minority, so many years. Yeah. So black minorities do actually understand what you're talking about. But I think if it's, you know, minorities may understand it, but I think generally, especially on the online space, the people on the online space do not are not familiar with it much. If you're a man, you're not familiar with anything at all. I think a lot of the time, but as a um, but as even as women, if you're not from a minority, you it's very difficult to get your mindset around this. That apart from everything else, the self worth and everything else you have to overcome, you have to overcome this idea of being a minority. And now recently, with Islamophobe being on the rise, it's just the the um, it's funny how the number of most people converting to Muslim has has increased. But so has Islamophobia. Mm. It's just gone mm. hand in hand. I don't know which you know what you know what to focus on but it's something that yes we can put it to one side but it's something that we really have to address in our own mindset in our own businesses exactly and if we don't we will not achieve that kind of abundance in our businesses and in our lifestyles and this is why I wanted to congratulate you on that because I I don't wear the hijab. I don't suffer as much. I haven't suffered as much. If anything, I've suffered the opposite. I've been told that I'm going to go to hell. I've been told <laughs> by Muslim <laughs> men. It's funny. I, you know, I get, I get the, 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 you know, the, the moral police coming to me saying how I'm going to go to hell. And by the way, one of my clothing, one thing, one of my, t- my iconic um, pictures of me in a blue dress sitting on a poolside yeah, table. I love that one. Uh-huh. It's literally me with literally a slightly off the shoulder dress, which is fully covered. No, not part of my body is showing. Maybe slightly, slightly shoulder in my arms. Nothing else is showing. Not, yeah. yeah, nothing else. But I've been told I should be ashamed of myself for wearing such a horrendous outfit. And God knows what else. And I've been sent surahs of the Quran. Oh, God knows what else to bring me back oh on the right path. Yeah. I've had the opposite. I just had to laugh. Um, but jokes apart, I have not suffered or it had to have come across that kind of you know those kind of comments or that kind of mindset because I do. Um, I don't, I, you know, I look like a brunette most of the time, but you would have, you, when you started out, that would have been people's, oh, she's Muslim. Oh, okay. And then, you know, especially with being, you know, you've been, you've, the shit being thrown at your door. God, I can't even imagine that having shit being thrown at your door and you're through your child opening the door to find that. It's just, that's just another level. <laughs> but then you would have that in the back of your mind that I have to overcome this so that I uh, know that I'm worthy and I'm, that these people are wrong. I'm not wrong. And I'm not, I'd have to justify being a Muslim. You don't have to justify being a Muslim. You are who you are. Mm-hmm. But this is so important. And this is why I want to congratulate you. Your achievements are brilliant, but they're not brilliant because you're a Muslim woman. It's, they're brilliant because you have overcome these additional mm. hurdles, these additional obstacles, which just because you are of a particular religion, just because you are, you wear you know, you wear, you're fully clothed, not the other yeah. way around. You're fully clothed. You're being yeah. persecuted. It, it's, it boggles the mind that people can get offended. But actually people get offended because you cover your head. You cover, yeah. <laughs> you wear the exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It takes a lot, girl, to shift my mindset, mm. to trust in, to trust in God, to trust in the environment, to, you know, it all starts from me. That's how I, shifted things um around uh my life i remember like you know when things were happening you know police were knocking on our doors and everything i just remember like one night i was at home 
And um, I was reading a bedtime story for my kids. My kids chose the storybook. My kids chose the story. Mm. And then as I was reading, I came across this one line and I truly felt that God was speaking to me, mm. God was guiding me, whatever, the God universe, whatever you yeah. want to call it, was truly guiding me. And that was the moment I felt freedom. I felt the weight lifted off my shoulders. So um, that was the moment I'm like, okay, done you know I'm done being a victim Mm. I'm done being the space this is who I really am Mm. this is who I am the kind generous loving person very nurturing very warm this is the kind of person I am and now when I go out go I would just walk around people will hug me and wave at me and I'm not I'm not even like a hot face wearing stuff right like they would just wave at me I go out they would smile at me it's just because um, they call it the noor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it the noor. It is the noor. The yeah. light. Yeah. The light. The, my light has shifted from before because before I was in a dark space, mm-hmm. which is okay. I just needed to go through You that need to space. process that, those emotions. That's are absolutely right. fine. To There's be who I am yeah. now. Exactly. And I just allowed that. And then the key is forgiveness. Mm. I, I forgive those people. I forgive myself because... Um, when you're angry at someone you're giving your power over them yeah of course and you're expecting them to be harmed but you're the one drinking the poison that's it absolutely spot on and when I forgive them forgive myself forgive everything else I shifted the power back to me and Mm. I like a feeling of being unleashed activated whatever you want to call it and I just felt free and here I am today you know I'm really thankful for this opportunity to be able to speak to you and your audience. Like, look, you're going to go through, let me just see my, okay, my baby is over there. Like, you're going to go shit in your slice, okay? You're just going to go through shit stuff, Hmm. just part of it. But have patience, um, hanging in there, breathe, you know, ask for help, ask for guidance, because. With every hardship, there will be ease and goodness. Yes. With every yes. hardship, there will be ease and ease goodness. It's a divine promise. It so is. So hang in there, darling. Amazing things are happening in your way. And They're on the way. In They're on the way. I love that. I love that. And I, I'm glad we're going to wrap We're gonna wrap this up now. I'm yes. glad you ended that because this is one thing that I drum in to my clients through mm-hmm. um, through the book, my, you know, my book, Clause of Money, through my podcast, this this element of building that relationship with divine energy what a name whatever name tag you have for that you can call it universe you can call it uh, you know divine energy you can call it whatever name tag it's not important mine for me it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but your name tag can be whatever you like but building that relationship and you know and then having trust in that entity that that energy is what's going to get you through and that's what helps you to transform your mindset from victim to you know to someone who's empowered because you cannot fail if god's got your back how can you possibly fail and this is an amazing mindset which is what you have and i really want you to highlight and showcase that because i think people need to take you. inspiration from that thank you so much isia for being such an amazing guest for us tell us isia how can we connect with you on the online space Thank you, girl. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's really a blessing. And um, I'm on social media. If you haven't figured it out, I'm on social media. Um, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn. And you can also find me on my website, www.isdiharjamil.com. Wonderful. And if you listen to this podcast, or if you listen to this podcast, then on in the show notes, we will have all the links 
to Estehaz that she just mentioned on social media links and the website link as well. And if you're watching this on YouTube and then yeah, down below, down below in the description section, you will find the links that Estehaz just mentioned. Do go check it out. Um, she's an amazing, amazing lady, very fun, fun, fun person to talk to as well. But someone <laughs> who's very inspirational and someone that you definitely want to you know, keep your eye out for. But so anyway, so we have to have you back, Estehaz. I think you have a wealth of knowledge that we need to pick your brains out. So we need to have you back on Money Talkie. So we have to have you back for them. But for today, thank you, Bean, for such an amazing guest. It's been this longer bit, a bit of a longer episode than normal, but I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And take care, everybody. May peace be upon you. Thank you. Thank you, Estehaz. Thank you for joining me on this Friday feature. I will be back with another amazing guest where she's sharing their life story and sharing with us how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet the Skull Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.